Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Hello. I better not talk through this. I was recently told to not talk through my opening theme. I didn't realize people liked it so well. It jams, man. All right. Well, I can talk now. The music's over. How are you all doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you all for being here. It is a wonderfully freaking hot, hot Saturday evening, I guess. But you're listening to this Saturday evening, Sunday morning, 2 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. It doesn't matter when you're listening to it as long as you are. And I want to thank you very, very much. I'm recording this on Saturday, July 6th. 2019. I had a wonderful 4th of July, and I hope yours was fantastic as well. An amazing 4th of July display in Winchester and in Muncie, and I just love this time of year. I love all the patriotic feeling, and I think it's fantastic. I hope you and your family are having a wonderful 4th of July holiday and enjoying the season. I hope that sometime throughout this next couple days, or that you've already listened to it actually, that you go back and listen to my July 4th Independence Day episode. It's the episode in which I read and put to patriotic music the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America. You can find it and all of the other episodes at perception.fireside.fm. Definitely something to listen to. It's fantastic. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for being here. This is Perception is Reality, and I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. Thank you for being here. Tonight's show, episode 19 of Perception is reality is sponsored by my urban invites which is the wedding and event branding company their specialty is doing what the other companies won't or can't do if you or a loved one is getting married if you have a company that's having a grand opening or a re-grand opening or some other event or kickoff party you need to contact my urban invites 
for your specialty stationary needs. Contact My Urban Invites at MyUrbanInvites.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram today. And then just really quickly before we get into tonight's episode, I'm going to do two plugs for two crossover podcasts. The first podcast is called Craft Cryptids. You're cracking open a cold one with your two favorite brothers, conspiracies, breweries, and everything in between. It's time for Craft Cryptids. Craft Cryptids is a new podcast with two brothers, Jacob and Jonathan, that'll be focusing on all things craft beer and all things conspiracy theory. Whether it's Bigfoot, UFOs, ghosts, or other monsters and goblins, these two brothers will take you on an adventure while discussing some pretty tasty beers. So get ready to join Jonathan and Jacob on Craft Cryptids by going to Craft Cryptids on Spotify or Googling Craft Cryptids. Okay, and for the last podcast that I need to plug, I want to talk about the podcast If You've Been Affected. Can't do is reject or amend. It used to have the power of the Supreme Court. Not like the American system. Which had something called the podcast. If you've been affected, can be found on SoundCloud or on Facebook simply by typing in "If you've been affected." It's led by one Jack Riverman from Lancashire, Lancaster, England, and a group of his friends that get on there and discuss politics of the world, of England, of the United States. They talk about the news, culture, pop culture, and everything else that interests folks in today's society. They're not just focused on England, they're also looking for correspondence from all over the world, and it's definitely a very neat idea. It's something that I actually have been a part of in a very, very minor way in the last few weeks by getting a hold of them and trading back and forth ideas and questions. So definitely give that podcast, if you've been affected, a go, and also don't Don't forget Craft Cryptids on Spotify while you're brushing up on your conspiracy theories and popping the top on an IPA. And now, Perception Perception is Reality with your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. All right, well, so welcome back. Uh, Thank you for hanging around and listening to Perception is Reality with me, your host, Christopher Bilbrey. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you about not being deterred in the fight, uh, keeping the faith, not being being able to be kicked down by the losses that will occur when you're interacting in local government and with your community because you're going to win and you're going to lose and you're going to win big and you're going to lose big. And so for that reason, the name of this 19th episode is simply don't be deterred because you cannot be deterred in the fight when you're trying to better your government. So now I know the first thing that's going to be said. People are going to say, did he say don't be a turd or you know, don't eat a turd? No, it's not any of that. Uh, and I know that uh, some people I'm working with and uh, some others are are definitely going to give me some hell for the title. But it's called Don't Be Deterred. And I called it that because oftentimes in our fight 
with staying involved and being relevant and asking questions and taking on the powers that be, sometimes you're going to be beat down. Sometimes you're going to lose. You might be for a candidate and they might not win the election. And when that happens, you are going to feel the lowest of low. You're going to feel as though you're beat. You're going to feel as though no one likes you or that you're side isn't the winning side and what you're doing doesn't matter and you're going to start feeling like well hey why am i why am i doing any of this and the problem with that is that's what causes a lot of the apathy and it's really what causes a lot of people to just stop caring and that's what we need to fight we really really need to fight against that and make sure that people don't feel that way and that you understand first and foremost in politics you're going to win and you're going to lose and as a candidate you're definitely going to lose you know there are those candidates that run for office for the very first time and win that does happen but there's nothing wrong with losing and getting the feeling of that first big loss out of the way. It's going to make you grow. You're going to understand what it takes. And even if you're not the candidate, but you're a candidate's support team or you're supporting a candidate in some way, you're on the committee or you're just really backing this candidate and that candidate doesn't win. It doesn't mean the ideas were wrong. It doesn't mean your support was misplaced. That's just what happens. And that's when we really have to buckle down and say, okay, we're this is what we're going to do. We're not going to tear the winning candidate down. We're going to congratulate congratulate that candidate and then at that point and this is what so many people have got wrong on the national level and I don't care if it's talking about a Democrat winning or a Republican winning when Barack Obama wins and everyone says well I'm moving to such and such he's not my president or when Donald Trump won and we saw everybody go crazy you know that's ignorant Whatever happens, you lick your wounds in private and you feel sorry for yourself, but you stand up and you tell that winning person, okay, congratulations, Mr. President, or congratulations, State Representative, or congratulations, Mr. Mayor, or Mrs. Mayor, or Council Member, or such and such. And you want that person to do well because... That person is now leading your city, is now leading your county, is now leading the state, is now leading the freaking country. You don't want somebody who's in charge to crash the plane into the mountain. You want them to do as good as they possibly can. Now, that doesn't mean you just let everything slide. It doesn't mean you show up to the first meeting and start blasting. Give the person the benefit of the doubt. And so in this show, I'm going to give you examples. Now, let's look at it like this. In 2015, I ran for city council. And here's what happened. I ran against Missy Williams, who was unknown to me at the time. I, in 2015, had only lived in my community, Winchester, for five years, 
And so that's a good amount of time, but I was still relatively a new person. And so I ran and I lost. And I immediately told her, hey, congratulations. Uh, you're my nominee moving forward because it was in a primary. So she was a Republican and I was a Republican. And I lost. And I said, okay, you're now the nominee. I support you. If the Democrats fill the seat, because there was not a Democrat candidate, if they fill the seat and you have an opponent in November, you have all of my support. And for uh, like 10 seconds, she said thank you, but then she deleted that she said thank you. She deleted my comment saying congratulations, and it all was a train wreck from there. When she took office in January, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I went to meetings. I kept a track record of what she was voting on, as I did with all of the other council members. And a lot of times, we agreed on things. A lot of times, now, she probably doesn't know that, and she probably won't ever tell you she agrees with me on anything. But what I mean is, a lot of the times with what was going on, with things that she was saying, with how she was voting, with with what she was doing in her official capacity, I, as a citizen, and I, as someone who had been her opponent, agreed with actions that she was taking. I didn't have any ill will. I didn't think that she was doing anything bad. And so I told, you know, people, and when I made posts, and when I announced and gave updates, I gave her praise for that, as I did the rest of the council and the rest of the officials. I was also dealing with a mayor at the time who was a Democrat who I had worked to get elected. I had helped campaign for him and really pushed to get him elected. And so the first, you know, five, six, seven months, I was fairly happy. I was happy with things that he had been doing. He was a Democrat, and I was happy with things that really the council was doing and that Missy, my opponent, had been doing. The second that there was an issue and that I had a question, man, you would have thought that I had just punched somebody in the face or I had peed in the holy water or, or something just made some sort of major faux pas because the first time I questioned what my elected officials were doing, everyone just lost their shit. They just couldn't understand why or how I would be asking questions. How dare I? Who am I to ask these questions? Now, I didn't think anything of it because that's how politics works. And I also knew that they would have problems with how I was asking this or that. And so it didn't bother me. I just kept on going and, and we kept on going. And then the next thing would happen and I was okay with it or I wasn't or whatever happened. And so life just continued on. But when there became a problem that was a major problem and it was something that lasted for the better part of two years talking about the situation with the drug rehab uh, and the crazy crap that went into that when I was expecting my council members to do homework and expecting them to stand up and do their job and I was wanting them to hold the mayor accountable you know the checks and balances 
they weren't doing that. And so I was calling them out about that. And, you know, I had them saying bad things about me. I had their supporters and their family because that's going to happen. And that's what I'm talking about. When you are trying to do right by your community, when you're trying to stand up and you're trying to get your agenda pushed through, when you're part of politics, you have to understand that there's always going to be another side pushing against you. And so no matter what you're saying, uh, they're going to be saying something as well. And that's what a couple episodes back I was talking about, you know, using fact and not emotion. Well, in my fight with Winchester and the, the officials at the time, I was fighting with solely factual information and they had no factual information. So they started getting personal, they started being hateful, they would tell me that questioning them on a factual question or a, like for example, asking them about something that's in Indiana state law and how something should actually be operating and like it's in black and white. So there might be interpretation to the law, but when it says this person should do this or this person should not do this and you ask these council members, hey, what about this? And they just stare at you well, then that's not okay. I expect an answer. I can't force them to answer, but I I expect that they answer. And if they don't answer, well, then I'm going to continue letting people know they're not doing their job because the only recourse that we then have is more people keep coming up and asking, and maybe they will then be embarrassed to the point where they will have to answer, or we vote them out. You know, that's the only recourse we have. Well, so what would happen is when I kept asking the question or the questions and they were just sitting in silence, what was happening is I would then go out and announce to the world via the early stages of this podcast on Facebook Live, hey, your council members aren't doing their jobs. Missy Williams, Tom Sells, Mo Lennington, all of them, you know, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, then I had pushback about that and people telling me that I needed to move out of my home. I needed to go back to where I was from. I shouldn't be asking questions. I kept getting people telling me that these people are nice. How dare you ask and question them something? What the hell? There are the elected officials. If they don't want to answer these questions, they need to resign. And there's nothing wrong with asking an elected official to resign. Stating that on the record, stating your case, you have to be polite. Try to be polite. That doesn't mean you can't be disappointed. It doesn't mean you can't be angry. But don't cuss. Don't be threatening. Don't be a fool. Get up there with facts and know what you're talking about. And press them on it. When somebody comes out and slams you on social media and says that you're a bad person, don't start engaging them in that fight. Yes, you can continue telling them the facts and doing all of that, but don't get into the gutter with it. And that's what I'm talking about, about not being deterred, staying strong with the fight, Keeping on, keeping on, because you got to do that. Because let me tell you how bad it can get, folks. You're taking on the government. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about the president at this point. It doesn't matter if you're talking about your governor. 
it doesn't matter if you're talking about the town of Gaston or like the little community in Callan or, or whatever, one horse little town, you're still talking about the government. These people are elected officials. They obviously have a little bit of an ego if they're able to get up and do this thing because people who run for office, they do have a certain amount of ego and are able to do that. You know, you have to be of a certain kind of type of person to get up and do this. A really shy person doesn't generally run for office. So you normally are pretty um, well off in the department of I, I feel like I can talk to people and you feel confident and you, you generally have that if you're a candidate running for office. So they do have a certain amount of ego about them. So what happens is they will want to stop you from talking about them. They'll want to make sure that they're elected. They'll want to stop people from hearing the bad things. I mean, that's just natural. Look at what Richard Nixon did because of how, you know, he was the most powerful man in the country. And look how fragile his ego was. He wanted to make sure that he was reelected. So when you're taking on these people, realize that they do have the resources of that government, however little or however big or whatever that may mean, they do have those resources. I'm going to tell you this, and, and I just don't know how this is going to go over, but it's the truth. Uh, so when I was in my battle with the mayor, the mayor is the executive of the city. So when I was in my battle with the mayor of Winchester, the mayor appoints the police chief, the mayor appoints the fire chief. The mayor who appoints the fire and police chief then is in control of that police and fire chief because they serve at the pleasure of that politician. Well, then who is the police and fire chief in charge of? They're in charge of all of the rank and file people on the police and fire departments. So especially if you're in your community and you're taking on your government, you know, can you expect that the police might start kind of looking at you? They maybe might start following you a bit. They might, you know, where you used to be able to go five or six miles over the speed limit and nobody pulled you over. Might you be pulled over? Uh, you know, yeah, that could happen. I'll tell you right now, during the deal with Winchester and this drug rehab facility, I can tell you that from about May 2017 through November of 2017, the police that sat in front of my house for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half at a time, two, three, four times a week, happened all the time. Now, from moving into the house... Up through May 2017, the police never sat in front of the house. Hell, we couldn't call and have the police come sit in front of the house and watch people to run the stop sign or get people to slow down or run traffic. We could not get them to come out when we called them to do that. But all of a sudden, I'm taking on the government, I'm taking on the mayor, and now the police is parked in front of my house 
three, four times a week from anywhere from 15, 20 minutes up to an hour and a half. And I've got pictures of this and I've got video of this. And now here's the thing. My house is on a public street. The police can sit on that public street. They weren't in my driveway. There wasn't, you know, anything wrong. And they can just simply say, well, we were sitting there running traffic. And that's probably what they were doing. But they were also letting me know that they were there. And when you go out and you get in your car and you're pulled over four times in one week, like I was, then a person of lesser fortitude might say, hey, toss this, I'm done. I'll tell you right now, had I done that, they would have won the war and that would not have been good for anybody because that kind of behavior cannot win. And so I continued doing my thing and I continued fighting for right and that's what happened. And now, you know, I lost the actual battle because the thing happened. But I have had major victories along the way. And I'm here and on this podcast talking to you as a victory over that. Because because of all of that, this came about. And now I'm able to help weaponize people's minds and help get people to understand that they need to be engaged, they need to be active, and they need to speak out. Because, hey, if one person is speaking out about what's going on, it's easy for them to intimidate and push back. But if 10 of us are, it's harder to mess with 10 of us. If 30 of us are, it's harder to mess with 30 of us. That's why we need to work together and know what we're talking about, know what's right, know what's wrong, be educated as voters, be willing to get out and vote, go to meetings, and make sure our vote is right. Don't just vote for somebody and say, I'm done. You got to follow through because I tell you what, I have voted for people who have won who I have then regretted and have to work to get out of office. That happens. You might support somebody who is, let's actually use the word turd now, you might vote for somebody who is a real turd, and you don't want to be deterred in getting rid of the turd. And that will happen. If you've got somebody in office right now, Muncie has someone sitting on their council who is absolutely poised to take over the whole cabal of the the evil dark underside of what is Muncie City, Delaware County uh, politics, the whole dirty underbelly. And the city of Muncie, myself included as a journalist who's following this, we need to do what we can to make sure that this person is not reelected. Now, have I been taking some heat because of my pushing back against this person? Absolutely, you bet I have. And you're all aware of that. I've been getting anonymous text messages. I've been getting anonymous letters. I've been getting anonymous emails. Some of these are pleasant asking questions, and some of these are not pleasant. Some of them send me pertinent information that only people in, say, positions like 
well, law enforcement could get. And so what am I to believe when that happens? Am I to think that maybe a law enforcement agency or or maybe at least a law enforcement officer has been weaponized to be a tool of a political person? That can happen, folks. That can happen. And you can't let it deter you from the mission. Listen, here's the thing everybody needs to keep in mind, and I'm going to break it down and be real with you. Yes, this is serious stuff. Having the mayor be this person or that person or what's going on, what the mayor's supposed to be doing and what the council's supposed to be doing and governor and, and on up through, through all of that, through all of the government, town, city, county, state, national, it's all serious business. But it's also not the only life, not the real life. Do I want anything bad to come to any politician that I don't like? I do not. I hope them all well in life. I hope them all to have a wonderful life and, and everything to be just fine hunky-dory for them. Does that mean I want them to be the elected mayor, elected council member, or this or that? No, it doesn't. And so what happens is, first of all, it would be nice if they realized that just because somebody's pushing back against them isn't the end of the world, and all that means is they need to try to win. They shouldn't try to get nasty and dirty and play unfair because, you know, people can start rednecking you, and you don't want that. But if it happens, you need to take stock of it, understand what happens. If something needs to be reported, report it. You know, make sure your friends know. And there's a thin line there because sometimes it can sound crazy. If you're fighting with your government, if you're against a certain politician because you think she should not be elected... And then because of that, you start getting anonymous messages and certain people start seeming like they're following you or they're always around. You know, if you tell somebody that, people might start to think that you're a little crazy. But here's the thing. It's not crazy. It does happen because it means those officials just simply do not want to lose. So they're willing to do anything and everything to make sure of that. Now, that doesn't mean they're playing right, and sometimes people will act right, and sometimes they won't. You know, campaigning is campaigning. Weaponizing law enforcement for your benefit as a politician, that is certainly not right. It's certainly not okay. And that's the kind of behavior that makes me want to continue doing what I'm doing. And you all out there need to be aware that that's not okay. That's why we have to stand up and do what we're talking about. That's why I have this podcast. So I can tell you, brothers and sisters, I am not coming to you in violence. I'm not talking about revolution. I'm not talking about burning anybody down. I'm not talking about hating anybody. I'm talking about wishing everybody well, 
but I'm talking about wanting a certain kind of thought within our government, and it's the thought of this, that politics is politics, and we all should want the best for our communities, and if you're a good politician, you should win, and if you're a bad politician, you should lose. And sometimes good politicians lose, and they have to keep working and working and working. And sometimes bad politicians win, and when they do, we as the community need to keep working and working and working to get those people out. And sometimes things are going to be hard. You're going to be called names. You're going to be intimidated. You're going to feel like what you're saying is crazy, or you're going to feel like you're the only person saying it, and you're going to have people on social media just dogging you or at meetings, and you have to hold your ground. Get a network of people. Become friends with people who think the way you do. Be able to admit when you're wrong. That's one of the big things is if you're wrong, admit you're wrong. But you also have to stand your ground. And when you're right, you're right. And here is the thing. Here is the biggest thing. I'm going to talk to you here about, about an event that just occurred today. So today, a woman starts messaging on a post that I made earlier. I made a post back on the 4th of July talking about the rehab in Winchester. And so what happened is some people were talking on it and it was a it was just basically a very long story short there's been some issues with this rehab. The rehab is what the people kind of were fighting against and uh, it went in and it's been a back and forth ever since. And so we had an issue the other day and I posted it. And somebody not from the community of Winchester, which is perfectly okay that they want to comment because I comment on communities that I'm not from. So it's okay. I don't have a problem that she's not from Winchester. But she gets on without knowing any of the details or without knowing any of the information, and she makes an ignorant comment. And Stephanie, that's her name. I'm just going to use her first name. Stephanie makes this comment because she simply doesn't like me. Now, why does she not like me? Does she know me? She has no clue who I am. We've never had a conversation face-to-face. -face. We've never had a conversation over the phone. She simply doesn't like me because I'm outspoken and because I'm willing to call certain candidates out. And so she doesn't like that. So because she doesn't like me, she gets on and says nonsense just dumb things on on this line, on this uh, thread of comments, and it has no basis in fact, and it doesn't further her side's arguments, and it doesn't do anything to, to derail me, so it offers nothing, but she still spews this hate. You know, she just gets on and says this nonsense and expects that that's supposed to stop me. And some people it might, but you have to learn to fight over that and through that. You know, I had a woman 
I spoke the other night at a city council meeting in Muncie. As a journalist, I got up to ask a question. I had heard a question being asked at this council meeting for like the last two or three meetings. And the question was asked by at least one, if not two different citizens of the community in which the it was Muncie. So Muncie citizens were asking a question to the government of Muncie. And the government, the city council members were sitting in silence. And that piqued my interest. So I started looking into the question, why is this being asked and what are we trying to get at here? And so I started looking and as a journalist, I was then very interested because what happened is I found out, ooh, this is a problem. And I got the answer I was looking at basically. I got all supporting documentation. And so I thought, you know what? At the next meeting that I can attend that's in Muncie, I'm going to ask the question. So last meeting happened. I was able to go. My home community's council meeting didn't meet that night. So I was able to attend. And I stood up and I asked the question. Now, I got more of an answer, more of a non-answer answer than the citizens got. So it was good that I was able to go because it advanced the argument and the ball a little bit further. It still wasn't a real true honest answer, but it gave me a little bit more information and it gave me a little bit more of an area to look in to get to the truth of things. Well, here's what happened. A citizen of Muncie went home and posted on her social media Nothing like sitting in a hot... The the air conditioners were broke, so it was very hot in there. It's been really hot. The air conditioning was broke in Muncie City Hall, and the meeting lasted two hours. And then, nothing like a man from Winchester, who doesn't even live in Muncie, getting up and asking questions of the council members, and demanding blah, 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 and just got on there and dogged me for it. Now, I'm not friends with this person, so I wasn't able to go on there and argue my side and get and say hey this is why this happened or whatever and so other people were on there going back and forth with her some people agreed with her a lot of people pushed her on it and said hey what you're saying is wrong blah 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 whatever well at one point she got on there and she actually had the balls to say that I was disingenuous and that she thought what I was saying was rude and that I didn't care about Muncie and she just made all these assumptions about me. And I thought it was very, very, very ridiculous her saying that and her having the balls to make that assumption about me. She doesn't know me. She doesn't know my family or my friends that are in Muncie. She doesn't understand or realize or care that I'm in Muncie six days a week, 12 hours a day working, that I grew up in Muncie, and that that's where I cut my teeth in politics. Yes, I care about Muncie a whole lot. It will always be home. I live in Winchester now. I love Winchester, and I will always live in Winchester. But I care very deeply about what happens to Muncie. 
Muncie is where I am from. I mean, it's only 25, 30 minutes to the west. So, like, come on, get off your high horse. I do care about Muncie. And for you to make that assumption and say all this mean and hateful derogatory shit about me, shame on you. Do you want me to make assumptions about you? Now, I know she does not want me to just make assumptions about her. I guarantee it. But I I wouldn't do that. There's no reason to do that. So I go on and I don't let that stop me because that is going to happen. You're going to get people that are going to be hateful. You're going to get people that will not be reasonable and you just have to plow through it. You have to understand that we are on a mission here. I want these communities to be better for me to live, work, and play in and for my kids to live, work, and play in. And I want to leave my mark on my community so it can be the best community possible. Not for the pat on the back, not because I want something of it, but because I want the children going in kindergarten tomorrow whether it's in Winchester or Muncie or Indianapolis or if you're Cypress, Texas, to be able to go through the school system, to be able to go to college, and if they so choose to move home, whether it's moving home to Winchester or to Muncie or to Indy or to Marion or to Coldwater, Michigan or to New York, if you want to be able to move home and get a job and live, work, and play in that community, you should be able to do that. And that's what all this is about. That's why I'm asking for your help to further this message, to brighten people's horizons and let people know that this show exists because I'm wanting to get this message out to people so that people will get on and understand that they can ask questions, that they can engage their leaders, and they should ask their candidates questions, and that they should hold their officials accountable. All of this is done for a reason. And it's to make government as good as it possibly can be. I know the Donald Trump Make America Great Again people laugh about that. I think the way you make America great again is by making each town, city, and county the best that they can be. It comes back to the analogy that I always say. If I go out and I pick up the my yard and I pick up the limbs and I pick up everything in my area and make my yard and my house look good, then it's going to cause my neighbors to want to do the same thing. And if me and my neighbors pick up our stuff, it's going to make the other people on the block want to do that. And so if our block looks good, then maybe the street down the way will do it. And if we just start making our little area the best it can be, and it just grows outward like ripples, you can have better government through citizen involvement. 
but it's not going to be easy. That's the bottom line. That's what this podcast today is about. That's what this episode is about. Don't be turned away. Don't be disheartened. Don't be deterred because you're going to be beat down because the bad people, they don't want change. The bad people don't want us to win. And there's not a lot of bad people. There are more good people than bad. But the people that are bad, they want to continue being bad. And that's why it's going to take us to stand up and say we're tired of that. But you're going to get kicked in your teeth for it. I have been. But I've also developed some of the best friendships. I've also started a podcast because of it. I've been given access to information. I've talked to leaders. I've talked to state leaders. I've been given this great opportunity to talk to you all. People stop me daily. I could walk out of my house right now and go to the Walmart Winchester and just to buy a bar of soap or a box of cereal and it'll turn into a two-hour trip because I'll be stopped by five or six people. I could go to Muncie tomorrow morning and be stopped by ten people in Muncie tomorrow alone talking about this podcast, talking about politics, and I love that. So I've been given so much, and you will be too. And you will make friendships, but you will be figuratively kicked in the teeth. And it will be tough, and you can't let it break you. Don't let it break you. I will help you. Email me at khbilbrey at gmail.com. I'll be your friend. I'll give, you, I'll give you advice. You can lean on my shoulder. I can lean on your shoulder. You can become part of the network. Get in with other like-minded people. Call me or text me at 765-546-9796. Call or text the show to be on the show. 765-546-9796. Hit me up on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. Do what you've got to do to get your network of people so that you have that network and so you have somebody to lean on because we will overcome this and we will have better government through citizen involvement. But just understand, when the going gets tough, you got to get going and the going will get tough. Perception. Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. All right, folks. Well, that's our show for the day. I want to thank you for tuning in, and I want to ask you, as always, share this episode and share the show with everybody you know. Just ask somebody, have you listened to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey? And if they haven't, then tell them how to get to it. They can get to the show by simply Googling Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. And the with is the W backslash Christopher H. Bilbrey. 
or simply enough by going to perception.fireside.fm. Also, check out Craft Cryptids and If You've Been Affected, the two podcasts I talked about at the beginning of the episode. And for all of your specialty stationary needs, also check out My Urban Invites, tonight's sponsor of the show. I want to thank you for tuning in. Tonight's episode was just kind of me talking to you and letting you know that, hey, it's going to get tough, especially if you're willing to have a cause and you have an opinion and you want to speak it out and you're wanting to try to clean this crap up wherever it is, whether it's Muncie or Richmond or New York or California or Florida, it's going to get tough. If you decide to run for office, if you decide to work on a committee for a candidate, there is so much joy in doing this kind of work, but there is a lot of heartache with it too, and you need a good team in place, you need people that you can lean on, and you have to have that in place, and I'm telling you right now, I am always, always here for you or for anyone that needs help, needs a shoulder to cry on, needs somebody to bounce ideas off of, that's what this is for. I consider this a discussion between you and I. I look at it as a platform where we can come and discuss ideas and debate and agree and disagree, and I look at it as something that we can all utilize in our fight to better government through our citizen involvement. Well, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. I want to thank you for coming back, tuning in episode after episode. I can't thank you enough. That's just simply, that's simply that. I cannot thank you enough. Please help spread the word, spread the message, and let's grow the audience. And for all of us here at Perception is Reality, myself and the Vulgar Poets, the producers Kate and Niles, I want to say thanks for tuning in. Please have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are in your journey. Until next time, we can't wait to talk to you again. Have a great day, be safe, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.